Today we are continuing the series called, He Said What? And the title of my message is, Pick Up What? Pick Up What? And we get this from Mark chapter 8, verse 34. It says, Then He, Jesus, called the crowd to Him along with His disciples and said, If anyone would come after Me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And obviously the, the portion of passage, the portion of scripture I want to focus on there is the, the part where he tells us to take up our cross. To, to pick up our cross. You know, what does that mean? Because most of us know the story. Most of us know what happened when Jesus picked up his cross. His cross led him to his death. His cross led him to his death. He carried his cross. He was then nailed to the cross. And he then died on the cross. And so when Jesus is telling us to take up this cross, you know what? What is he saying here? Is this, is this a death sentence? Because I'd like to live a little. You know, I'm not really into dying. I don't want to die anytime soon. And so what in the world... Is Jesus talking about here and, and what he's talking about when he's telling us to take up our cross he's telling us to follow him see he took up his cross and he died on that cross and so when he's asking us to do that what he's asking us to do is to identify ourselves with him to follow him to be a Christ follower to follow in his footsteps simply what he's saying is be a Christian and by taking up the cross he's showing us He's using his terminology to explain to us how we should follow him, how we should live for him. And so with that, I, I want to share with you three truths about picking up the cross. Three truths about picking up the cross. The first truth is this. Picking up our cross is a selfless act. Picking up our cross is a selfless act. See, Christ's death on the cross was a selfless act. He gave his body and life with us in mind. And so when he asks us to pick up our cross, what he's asking us to do is that, is that we die to our old self with him in mind. It means we deny ourselves. We deny our agendas. We deny our plans. We put that all on the back burner and we make him number one. We make him the top priority in his, in our life. It's no longer about me, me, me. It's all about him, him, him. It's about his will be done, not our will be done. It is putting Christ first in our lives. And it's not just saying it, it's doing it. That's why he tells us to pick up our cross. See, it's a selfless act. There's an action here because, let's be honest, it's easy to talk a good game. Oh, yeah, I love Christ. Christ is first in my life. And we're good at talking about it, but living it can be another story. See, picking up our cross is an action. See, we can talk about it all day and night and never put him first in our lives. We can talk about it all day and night and never lift that cross an inch off the ground. An area in my life where I've pretty much been all talk comes, uh, deals with uh, my, uh, the amount of TV I watch. I, I must confess, I love TV. Man, I could just go home and sit on the couch and I could just watch TV all day, especially sports. I could watch golf, basketball, football. It's not even teams I like. I can just watch it. 
I got the cable that's got like, you know, record four shows at one time, every channel you can imagine. And, and I'm just watching TV. I just, I just enjoy it. But as I was watching, I was noticing I, that, that sometimes my shows, I made them more a priority than maybe I did some of the spiritual disciplines in my life. Reading my Bible and praying. And I noticed this. And I would have conversations with Jamie. Like, man, I really need to stop watching so much TV. I mean, I was watching every channel. Discovery Channel, Food Network Channel, Sports Channel, regular cable. I mean, if it was on and it was interesting, I could watch it. I was watching 24, Lost, Survivor, The Dog, The Bounty Hunter, The Deadliest Catch. Like, just everything you could even think of. I Somebody else would talk about a show. Hey, you hear about that new show, Repo Man? Well, I would want to go check that one out then. And, and you know, I'd be like, hey, hey, you check out this show. And I, and I mean, I was just, I don't know, it's just what I can do. Like, I could just sit at home and watch it and Sports Center, watch it in the morning, watch it at night. And then ESPN News all through the day to get all the new updates. My wife would be like, babe, can you seriously watch Sports Center all day? Yes. There is this up-to-date, you know, up-to-the-minute updates of what's going on. Where's Tiger at? I was just watching it and, you know, and I was just all talk. Okay, you know what, baby, this is what we're going to do. We're only going to watch the shows we record. Okay, we're only going to watch the ones we record. Which that in itself was ridiculous. I had times where literally four shows were recording at once. I had a time where every day of the week... There were scheduled shows to be recorded. Sometimes I would search for shows to record. See if there's a movie, something I can record. Say, well, no, no, I can watch it. And so I say, I'm just going to watch the recorded show, oh, except for sports. Anytime sports are on, my wife hates it. NFL's coming back. She's like, oh, great. I'm like, the, the NBA, I only watch the playoffs. I'm like, babe, I'm only going to watch the playoffs. Yeah, it's always, always the playoffs. You're always, always watching the playoffs. There's always a new playoff on, which... There is, but still, you know, so, so I'm watching it, and I'm, and I'm seeing all this stuff, and again, and I'm talking, and I know that in my spirit, that I, I know that it's, that it's not right, that sometimes, I'll, man, I will bend over backwards to make sure I see a show, but I'm maybe not men, bending over backwards to make sure I'm having my devotions. And Pastor Herbert, a couple weeks ago, preached a message about having margin in our life, and I remember just feeling again, feeling convicted again. It's not the first time. Man, I need to get this under control. I, you know, my, my, my devotional life should be a, a bigger priority than the shows that I enjoy. But I'm, I'm being selfish. And so I was like, you know what? I need to act. I need to stop talking because I've been talking and talking. Even when we got the cable. Oh, baby, we should probably have it. You know, we got a child now. We're going to be home a lot. So, yeah, we need cable. We got an HDTV. You got to have HD, right? You know, you can't have an HDTV and not have cable. And so, you know, I would justify all these things and just talking, talking, talking. And so I needed to act. And I did. I canceled cable. <laughs> and look, and look that, that's half the truth. That I really was sad. That first day when I'm looking and all I got is five channels. And they're kind of fuzzy. I'm like, what do I do with my day? I'm, what, well, what do I do, you know? And, and it's even funny, you know, even when I went to cancel it, man, don't, don't, I mean, no offense if, if you work for the cable company, but they work you, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, look, we'll give you a lesser package. Is it money? We'll help you save money. Hey, you want a $100 rebate? We'll give you a $200 rebate. If you'll stay with us for another month, we'll give you $500. And I'm like, no. I'm like, look, that's not the issue. I, I need to cut it off. And so I turned it off and can I tell you because of that that I've had more time with my family and I and I don't it's not like I wasn't having time but now I have more. I have more time 
to spend with God and, and in my devotions. And, and, and I'm not now controlled by the, the te- there is no temptation. I don't, I don't have any channels. <laughs> right? Your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. I mean, I cut it off. There's, there's no more temptation. The me, the selfishness of me wants to have the, oh, the best hundred, five hundred channels and the DVR and the, and the HD. And you know what? I realized that I needed to lay that down. I need to be selfless. I need to pick up my cross and make sure that I'm having ample time for my family and for my relationship with God. And so that won't be a distraction anymore. And, and, you know, for some of us, it might be that one thing. You just know it's that one thing. It's the one thing that just tends to take a priority over, over, over Christ in our lives. And, but sometimes it can be multiple because, man, we live in a world, there's just so much to do, so much going on. There's, there's free stuff. There's activities. I mean, there's so many hobbies that, 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 that people can, can find. And, and what can happen simply is a lot of times it can happen like this. You know, some of you, man, you're into basketball. You know, you got the game. You know what I mean? You're in the league two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. You got to be there. You know, you got the pretty little Jay. You know, you're like the star of the team, and and you won't miss a game. Uh uh-uh. uh. You won't even be late. You will never. You'll be late to church, but you won't ever be because you are the star. You run over kids trying to get to that game. You know what I mean? You will run somebody off the road because that is a priority. You are the star. You got to put up thirty. And so we got basketball league Tuesday and, and Thursday, and, and you know what I mean? And, you know, you got, you got your laptop back. You know, we need our Internet. Got to check that Facebook. Man, I need to know. Does somebody comment on my page? I, do I got a new friend? Does somebody comment on my video? You know, I got to check out the Facebook, you know, in the MySpace. I got to bling it out. I got to keep in touch with all these. I got to talk to these people, you know, or, or I got to research the sales or, or cars. And so, and so we're all up on the Internet. You know, you got to have your, your Internet timer. If you're like me without cable, you go on the internet to find out all the scores of the games and ESPN and everything. You know, you got to make time for it. got to figure out what's going on. And, you know, you got your internet and, and some of you ain't still got the TV. You got the internet, the basketball league. You got your TV, your remote. There you go. You can record all the shows. You don't ever miss a show. And nobody better interrupt you during that show. You know what I mean? Like you're reading your Bible. Somebody interrupts you. You're like, yes, you're doing your show. You're screaming at kids. Shut up. <laughs> well, now we got the pause. So now you're not as mean. Pause. What? Right? Right? We got the shows, you know, you know, we got all this stuff going on and, oh, it was tax-free weekend. I need some new shoes. Had to go shopping. Get me some. I don't need clothes, but it's tax-free weekend. If I'm going to save myself some money on some taxes, I need to go shopping and I just need to be ready for the next tax-free weekend. So I'm going to go to the mall again and make up my wish list and, and we got all these things going on, you know, and, and you, know, you got to stay in shape, right? You got to stay in shape. Got to be at the gym four hours a day, five days a week. You know what I'm saying? Getting that big, like, yeah, you know what I mean? You're in front of the mirror, like, you're looking. You're, you're so focused, right, at the gym. Can't know to me. You're just focused. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're trying to pray. And your mind's going here, there, thinking about everything. No focus. And, but, you know, you got to work out. You know, you got to work out six days a week, seven hours a day. And, and you know what I mean? And, and you got to have a cell phone. Oh, man. Got the hey, you know, you got a text message, you know what I mean? You're checking your phone every five seconds. I get a new text. Did I get a new text? You know, I, I think that's why they call it the Crackberry, right? You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, you're just all over that thing. Got to check it out. I, I don't even know what they call the iPhone. I mean, that thing's got games on it. You're never bored with the iPhone. You always got something to do. You know, you're on your cell phone. Got to be calling people, talking to people. You, know, you got to do all that. And, you know, you got that new book came out. Oh, 
Oh, man, that new book, you've just been waiting. You waited hours in line to get that new book, get that author to sign it and read it. And it wasn't even the Bible. It was just that book, you know, and, and you just can't wait. You can't put it down. You're just eating it alive like, oh, it looks so good. I could. You, you lost the whole night's sleep. You didn't even go to bed that night because you just read the book through the morning, you know. And so you're making time for that, that book, you know. And, and then you've got you to gotta make time for friends, right? Got to make time for friends. Got a picture of my, of my friends here and got to hang out. Got to hang out with the boys. Got to be at the barbecue, you know. Got to go. And, and somehow you, you watch the show together with the friends, you know what I mean? And, you get all, and if your kids are making you run late, well, you're screaming at them. You know, you can make us late again. Come on, let's go. You know, you got to be with your friends. And, and we just got all this stuff. We got all this going on. And Oh, oh yeah, Jesus. Um, the cross. Whew, when am I going to be able to... Uh, I mean, I need all this stuff here. You know, maybe yeah, I, I could fit it in. You know, I'm sure I could pick up this cross. Let me, let me. Mm. See, if this thing was built easier, I could like fit it in another hand. You know, it was a little smaller. You know, like I got a keychain or, you know what? We we're trying to figure. You know what? I'll go to church home. So I'll let Pastor hold the cross. I'll let Pastor Herbert. He can hold that cross for me. I don't need to hold this league. I just go to church, hear his word, he pray over me. Woo, that's enough. Wanting pastor to pick up a thousand crosses, it ain't gonna happen, and and something's wrong here. We will bend over backwards to hit the sale, to make the game, to check Facebook. Some of you, your internet goes down. I mean, you are pulling out hair, you are calling people and yelling and screaming. I mean, and we make time for all these things, and no time for the cross. He should be the first priority, but our hands are full, and we can try to get around it all we can, but there's just no way we can pick up this cross with all this other stuff. Something's out of whack. Something's out of balance. See, the only way to pick up this cross in the way that it should be is that we put these things down. See, the way our day should go is we wake up and we pick up the cross. Don't drop it. Pick it up. Now, don't get me wrong. These things aren't bad. But we pick up the cross first. And then we can pick up the cell phone. Then we can pick up the friends. And then we can even fit in some TV. But we always pick up the cross first. Jesus is always first. We always carve out the time for Him. First, we, we, can, we can do the other things just as long as we never put down this cross to pick up the other things. He is the number one priority. See, it, it's selfless. It's, it's putting down our own selfish desires and it's putting him first. It's a, it's a selfless act. See, he was selfless when he gave his life for us. and We should be selfless and put him first. And You can still have some of those other things. But he should always be first, the number one priority. Everything else must die. He should be number one. That's the first truth about picking up the cross. It's it's a selfless act. It's putting Christ first in our life. The second truth is this. Picking up our cross is following in Jesus' footsteps. Picking up our cross is following in Jesus' footsteps. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. Great passage of Scripture. It says, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. Talking about Jesus. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. 
and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus walked. Picking up the cross is walking as Jesus did. It's following in his footsteps. We must walk as he walked. And and real quick, I want to share with you three areas where we should follow in Jesus' footsteps. Three areas in our life that we should follow in Jesus' footsteps, walking the way that he walked, picking up our cross. The first area is this. It is applying God's word to our life. Applying God's word, the Bible, to our life. Listen to this passage in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 through 11. It says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put your Lord, the Lord your God, to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. If Jesus himself had to use God's word to fend off, to fight off the devil, how much more do we need to apply God's word to our lives? See, Jesus himself, the perfect son of God, applied God's word to his life. And if we are going to pick up that cross, we must follow in his footsteps and apply the word to our life. We must study it and learn it and memorize it, hide it in our hearts so that we don't sin against him, so that we don't mess up, so that we don't don't make those mistakes. We need to read it so we can learn more about him and get closer to him. We must read it so it can teach us how to live so that we can truly follow him in his footsteps. But here's what happens. We get in one of those books in the Bible where they just start listing names. We're like, well, I can't do this. We close the book. Or we get to one of those chapters where it's just not making sense. You're like, well, like this one, take up the cross. What's he talking? I can't read no more. And so we, we all know we should read the Bible if we're, if, we're, if we're identifying ourselves with Christ, if we're a Christ follower. We know we should apply His Word, but we just kind of look at the cross. We may pick it up for a little bit, but then we're putting it back down because we're getting tired. We get distracted. It doesn't make sense. The football game is on. Well, we're too busy. We're in reality. We should be carrying that cross. We should be pushing through. We should be studying and learning. God forbid we spend a little extra time to learn about who God is and what the Scriptures are saying. We spend a little extra time on the Internet trying to find those sales. We spend a little extra time at the basketball court before and after trying to get a better jump shot. We should be spending that little extra time carrying that cross, pushing through. Is it going to get heavy? Is it going to get uncomfortable? Yeah, there's lots of things about the Bible I can read. I'm like, man, what does that mean? And I just got to do the extra work. I got to push through. I have to be selfless. I have to follow in Jesus' footsteps and apply his word to my heart. We must apply God's word to our life. We must become self-feeders where we are growing ourselves, not just expecting to always get the word from the pastor's. But giving it to ourselves. We must apply God's word to our life. The second area we must follow in Jesus' footsteps is in the area of prayer. 
the area of prayer. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. But Jesus, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Again, Jesus is the example. We must follow in his footsteps. And if Jesus often withdrew and prayed, again, how much more should we often withdraw and pray? And again, prayer is it's how we communicate with God. It's so we can talk to Him and, and He can talk to us. It's, it's how we grow, draw closer to Him. Prayer can change our lives. It, it can change the lives of others. We must pray and follow in His footsteps. And if Jesus, the Son of God, often withdrew to pray, so must we. And again, it, 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 again, here's some of the challenge, though, right? It is difficult carrying that cross and praying because prayer takes time. It can take energy. We can have moments where we don't feel like God is even hearing us. Why pray? He's not hearing my prayers anyway. And we put down the cross. Or times get real rough and whew, we pick up that cross during that time. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, help me, help me, help me. Holding on to the cross. And then things get better and whew, the cross is getting heavy. Ah, let me just take it off for a second, you know. And, or we get distracted. Can't keep our... Our focus, and, and it's a struggle, and we put it down, and, and it takes too much time, and that is, that's it is. That's it. It is going to take time. Prayer takes time. It's making it a priority. It's every morning coming to this cross and carving time out in our schedule to say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm going to carry it. I'm going to pray. And guess what? It's going to be hard. It's going to be heavy. You're going to have days where you don't want to pray. You're going to have days where you're tired. You stayed up too late. You got a headache. And you don't want to pray. You're going to put it off to the next day. Maybe you got kids screaming in the room or in the house or you're running late for work. And there's just no time. It's too difficult. But let me tell you, you need to press through. You need to carry that cross. You need to pray. You need to spend time. You need to often withdraw and get alone with Jesus. You need to pick up the cross for your family. Pray for them. Every day. Pick up the cross for your kids. Pray for them every day. Pick up the cross for your parents, for your family, for your friends, and for your neighbors. Pick it up. Yeah, you can have days you don't want to pray with them. You will. But you'll press through. You'll endure the cross just like Jesus endured the cross for us. You'll carry it and you'll pray and you'll push through and, and it's going to get heavy and there's going to be times where you're not going to want to. But, but you do it every, anyway because he is the top priority. You're willing to go that extra mile for him to do everything we can to honor him. Second area we must follow in his footsteps is prayer. The third area that we must follow in his footsteps is water baptism. Third area to follow in Jesus' footsteps, water baptism. Mark chapter, chapter 1 verse 9 through 11. It says, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. Again, Jesus himself was baptized. And if you have given your heart and your life to Jesus Christ and you have not been baptized, you need to follow in his footsteps. 
you need to get baptized in water. Ba- ba- water baptism, it's a public confession of our faith. Water baptism is saying to everybody that I'm going to carry my cross daily. I'm carrying it. I- I'm identifying myself with Christ. I am following in Jesus' footsteps for the rest of my life. And can I just encourage you, if you have not been bought water baptized, get water baptized. Next week, matter of fact, we're having a, a water baptism bash right here at People's Church. All three experiences. Don't put it off. Don't continue to ignore the cross. Next week, sign up. Be here. Get water baptized. Follow in Jesus' footsteps. And again, I know what can happen. You're like, okay, I'm going to do it. You turn in your card and then next Sunday you're not feeling good. I'm just going to sleep in. I'll wait till the next one. You wake up that morning. I don't want to get wet. I got to go in them bathrooms. They got the tile floor. It's going to be cold. I got to bring a change of clothes. I don't want to get water up my nose. I'm going to be on that big screen. Everybody's going to be looking. I, I just don't. I'll just wait till the next time. It's no big deal. And the cross stays there. You don't pick it up. You miss out. I was baptized when I was a baby. And you miss out in following Jesus. Following his footsteps, he himself was baptized. And so I encourage you, don't wait. Next week, get signed up. Go to our welcome table. I know some of you are thinking, well, they already passed around the offering buckets. I can't write my name on the little card. I want to get baptized. They call us up. Take the initiative. Take the extra step. Next week, be here. Get water baptized. It is going to bless you. Three areas we must follow in his footsteps. Prayer and Bible reading. This is huge. Being a self-feeder. It must happen. And then if you haven't been water baptized, get water baptized. In closing, I want to share with you the third truth about picking up our cross. And the third truth is this. Picking up our cross should be a lifestyle. Picking up our cross should be a lifestyle. Luke chapter 9 verse 23, it says, take up your cross daily. Daily. Jesus is not looking for a one-night stand. Jesus is looking for a marriage. He is looking for faithfulness. He is looking, he is looking for someone to join together. He is looking that, that you would be committed till death then joins you together with Him in heaven. That's what He's looking for. If we only carry the cross on Sundays, that means six days out of the week, he is, he is not the top priority. That means we are exposed six days out of the week. If we're only carrying the cross on Sunday, that means six days out of the week we're being selfish, and only one day we're trying to be selfless. What it means is our life is not balanced, and we wonder, why aren't we growing? Why aren't I here, God? Where is he, where is he at? Let me ask you this. Can you imagine only eating once a week? Look, some of you, your stomach started growling as soon as I said that. You're like, oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Earl's Rib Palace, here I come. Fried okra, barbecue. Well, well, I just, we just need to go. We just need to eat. I mean, my stomach is growling. Right? Your stomach's growling, and that doesn't sound right because it's unhealthy if we only ate one day out of the week. Well, can I tell you, it's the same spiritually. If you only feed yourself spiritually one day out of the week, you are starving yourself spiritually. You're starving yourself. Sunday morning should be the cherry on the top. You can't live off a cherry. You need the whole cake. You know what I mean? You need to make a couple cakes during the week. And you can make them on your own to be a self-feeder, to read and pray and to worship and to put Christ first every single day. Every single day. Sunday should just be 
the cherry on the top. We must be self-feeder. See, picking up our cross daily will have a huge impact on our lives. This is going to help us to be holier, to live righteous. It's going to help God to, to mold us and shape us and, and to do a mighty work through our life. It, it's going to affect how we live. It's going to help us to become more like Christ. And it's going to help us to follow in His footsteps. It's going to make us holy like He is holy. See, the days I'm spending time with Jesus through prayer and Bible reading, where I'm picking up my cross, they're much better than the days when I'm lazy and I don't pick up my cross. When I'm carrying the cross, I'm completely focused on Christ. The days I don't, I get distracted and I'm vulnerable. But the days I'm carrying the cross, I'm sharp, I'm protected, I'm sensitive to the Holy Spirit and all He wants to do. When I'm not carrying the cross, things get blurry. See, the devil will never take a day off and neither should we. We must pick up our cross daily, put Christ first daily, to follow in His footsteps through prayer and Bible reading and worship Him and honor Him. It must be an everyday thing. Will it be easy? No. Carrying that cross is not easy. The cross is heavy. There is a price to be paid. It's dying to our selfish ambitions and the things we want, putting them on the back burner and putting Christ at the top. But can I tell you, if we will do that, God's going to bless us. He's going to change us. He is going to do a work through our life like never before. We must pick up our cross daily. Let's pray. Father, at times we can look at this topic and it can seem so...